That's God's remedy. And then it would be good for your son to receive ministry. Is he a believer who would? Yes. He is. All right. Yes. Yes. Bring him. Bring him. Other questions? Yes, Jess. Yeah. You, you, my name is Lucille Van Sype. I'm her sister. <laughs> I'm blessed, aren't I? Yeah. Well, anyway, I am losing my sight in my left eye. I, I, I uh, lost the one, my right eye, when the retina let loose. But there is no blindness in our family, is there? No, no, not the diabetes, but no, no blindness. And then I had a stroke, and, uh, well, it hit my left side. My heart's fine, but it, it hit my eye. And it's, when, when I first had the stroke, I was blind, and then I f- got some, so I could see it, drive a car. And then uh, it started losing, I started losing my sight, and it's been about a year and a half, I think, just slowly, and the Lord gives me time between... I can tell when I've lost some of my vision. And the Lord would give me time to adjust uh, to their blindness. Now, what is your question? Now, the question is, uh, I, have, I have been uh, anointed and prayed for several times, uh, but nothing seems to help. I'm still losing my eyesight. So, uh, what do I do? Yeah. Number one. Because of the sin nature, we are all subject to infirmity and disease. Jesus himself said, they who are whole need not the physician, but they who are sick. Now, he's speaking, I know, primarily of himself. But in that statement, Jesus is acknowledging the need of physicians for us ordinary people. You continue your medication. You continue what your doctor is recommending. At the same time, we will pray for you and for, for all those conditions. And also be aware that I'm now, will be 85 in a couple months. Um, and I can tell, and I don't like it, but I can tell changes are beginning to show up that I'm, I didn't want ever to say. Um, we will do both. You continue your medication. And we will pray for you, rebuking any spirit of infirmity. I, oh, here's what I was going to tell a minute ago. I have had more back healings than anything else. How many of you here <clears throat> have back problems? And there's always in every congregation <clears throat> a big crowd of people who suffer from back problems. Now, how this is a spiritual problem as well as a physiological problem is there is a spirit called Kundalini. It's a Hindu spirit. Hindus worship this demon. And it coils at the base of the spine in Hindu teaching. And as it comes up the spine, Hindus believe that they progress in spiritual power. People who have involved themselves in astrology or mythology, or study of the occult in any capacity whatever, any capacity whatever, 
nearly always they develop back trouble and these people nearly always respond to deliverance ministry by addressing that spirit that coils at the base of the spine comes up. There are five stations in, in Hindu teaching. First the genitals, then the navel, then the chest, then the throat. And the throat frequently becomes involved in deliverance ministry. And finally in Hindu mythology, the seeing eye, the third eye, and that's where you see Hindu women with this little dot up there. That's because in their, uh, their teaching, this spirit progresses them in psychic power. And when they develop the third eye, they have psychic ability. And I, and I don't doubt that. I really don't doubt that. But when this spirit is driven out of the body, it frequently slams the door. And these people frequently have, for a period of time, a symptom of backache. That it does go away. It does go away, but they frequently have it. Yes. Practicing yoga affiliation. Yes. Um, people who practice yoga need deliverance. Now, it's not the physical exercise of yoga. You can sit on the floor and, and exercise, or you can stand, and exercise is not the culprit. The fact is that in yoga, there is the spirit that comes in and coils in the spine. The same thing happens in martial arts. Now, it's not the physical aspect of martial arts that's bad. You can do physical aspects of martial arts. But at any point where you get over into the mystical part of the martial art, you have just invited yourself to operate in a demon, and a demon to operate in you. And I've seen that over and over and over again. Amen to that. I just want to add this. Charles, what about the Masonic uh, ancestors in the Mason, in the Lodge, Shriners, that sort of thing? If you have ancestry in Masonry, you need deliverance. If you have any Masonic symbols, emblems, paraphernalia in your home, you need to get rid of it. These things, and Masonry acknowledges this. It's, it's not secret with Masonry because the Grand Master in Washington, where that principal shrine is, has visibly in his crown the symbol, I'll tell you his name in a minute, it's the, it's the God of Babylon. Uh, he has that in his crown. And this particular demon has the head of a goat, breasts like a woman, a, a long tail, and legs like a goat. Um, it, I wish I could think of the name. But this particular spirit, Baphomet, Baphomet, um, is the one. This particular spirit is behind all the activity, all the activity in masonry. Um, you cannot go into a meeting, submit yourself, be blindfolded, have your hands tied behind your back, a rope tied around your neck, and you led into another room and go through a ritual like that without taking in a demon and bringing a curse on your family. And if you go beyond that and accept 
the ritual of drinking a potion out of a human skull. Did you know that? That's part of it. You can't get to the top without drinking a potion out of a human skull in which you say, ask God Almighty, if you ever betray masonry and the oaths, the secret oaths, that all the sins of this man whose skull you hold, that you be held eternally accountable for his sin. Horrible. Now, you can be delivered from it. You can be delivered and the curse can be broken. Knights of Columbus, I'm not as familiar with their oath, but if they take an oath like that, and I know that the Jesuit order has a horrific oath, and the new pope is a Jesuit. If you will go online and type in Jesuit extreme oath, the entire oath will come up online. It was originally in the Library of Congress, but was removed because of Catholic influence, that it was bad advertisement. Um, the Jesuit oath, in part, says this, I will hang, burn, boil alive these infamous heretics, rip up their stomachs and the wombs of their women, that I may annihilate their, earth, their race from the earth. When this same cannot be done publicly, I will secretly use the poisonous cup, the steel of the poniard, and the strangulation cord. It is horrible. Horrible, horrible. You cannot take an oath like that without bringing the powers of darkness into your life and on your family. You cannot. It's impossible. I think what we need to do, um, and I'm available for the rest of the day, I think we need to have a general curse-breaking event right now in which... Curses over all of us, myself included, pastor and wife included. We all ask God Almighty, eliminate from me and from my future generations any effect of ancestral curses. What do you think? I think that's great. What do you all think? And I, and I, I could just mention something. This isn't something to be afraid of. It's not to be frightened of. Because the devil, demonic powers work whether you realize they're working or not. And so what this does is it, it gives them no place. It gives them no avenue. It shuts the door in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? It shuts the door, perhaps an ancestor or your past. You've opened up the door. Because the occult, anytime you're into the occult, no matter how cleverly it's disguised, like Freemasonry, these are great guys. Great guys that are out there. I know not different masons. Not, not the men. Or the women. But it's the oath they take and the vows and what they're serving. Unbeknownst to most of them. They think it's just a great fraternity. So whatever it is that you've been involved in or family, it's just a good time to be able to close the door, don't you think? So if you're willing, we will have... Do you want to do it? We have. I think we have some, uh, some prayers that we could pray, or you just want to pray from your heart and lead us. We'll just do it. Okay, good. All right, yes. It was actually, the Jesuit oath was spoken against evangelicals and Protestants. 
But it's anybody, actually, who would interfere with Catholics' aggression. And please know this. I've got dear Catholic friends and, that I love, and they're just as saved as I am. They're not themselves involved with this kind of monstrosity, but the bulk of them do not know. They have no understanding of what is over their heads. And I, I would like to think the new pope is a great, wonderful guy, but he is a Jesuit. And I know I have read the oath he has signed with a dagger, making a gash and using the point of the dagger to sign the name. It's horrible. We got a lot more questions, but... All right, what we're going to do... Yes, sweetheart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. We all have people around. Now, this is relative to a neighbor of hers that um, is lesbian and Jehovah's Witness. The fact is, we love them and we pray for them. We love them. Do you hear me? We love them as they are, and we pray for them as they are. And if we suspect that any of them are having ill thoughts toward us, we interfere with that. We put up the shield of faith to protect ourselves from any aggressive word that's being spoken against us. You simply pray for this person and love them. Let them see the love of God in you. There's nothing that is more convincing to someone who is in a cult, and Jehovah's Witness is that, unfortunately. We'd rather it wasn't, but it is. Um, we, we pray for them. All right, now I want you all to stand with this, this word. It's very possible that people in the group will begin having a struggle. And those of you who are close by who can help, you do that in case that is needed. We have some boxes of tissue here. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as a part of the body of Christ in the earth, as a believing congregation and part of the church, as part and attachment to and child of the kingdom of God, we now take total, absolute, unconditional authority over every spirit contrary to the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of his blood, as heirs of the kingdom of God, we take total, absolute, unconditional control, command, over every spirit contrary to the Holy Spirit. In the authority of Jesus Christ, you are now bound. You are bound. Hear that? You are bound. <clears throat> Your curse canceled.
your curse canceled, broken, banished, scattered. Your curse over the family, over the individual, is broken, canceled, banished by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every spirit, contrary to the Holy Spirit, you're under now the anathema of Jesus Christ. Your power, your power is broken. Your power is broken. You are powerless to resist the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of infirmity in this room, you are now bound in the authority, in the name, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every spirit, contrary to the Holy Spirit, you are now powerless to resist the authority of Jesus Christ and the coming of the kingdom of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in the kingdom of God, we now banish you, we now banish you, and we command you to go. What's going to happen, the breath in you, it's going to act like breath. I want you to expel it through the breath. I want you to expel it, cough it out. Now, just do it. Break loose and do it. Cough it out. All of you. By the blood. By the blood. By the blood of Jesus Christ, go. You are banished. You are banished. You heard the word. You are banished. You are banished. You are banished by the blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. You are banished. Every curse broken. Stay right where you are. The word in Hebrew for spirit is the same word for breath. It is the same word for wind. Ruach. The word for spirit in Greek, New Testament, is the same word for wind and breath. It is pneuma. The breath is frequently the conveyor for the spirit. Not your spirit, but the trespassing spirit. In the authority of Jesus Christ, we take absolute final command. In your name, Jesus. All right. You may be seated. What? All right. We're going to specify addictions. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take total, absolute, unconditional authority over the spirit of addiction. Hear us. You're a trespasser. You're an alien. You're an invader to the kingdom of God and to the subjects of the kingdom. 
in the authority of Jesus Christ, who gave us power to tread on your serpents and scorpions and over all your powers, our enemy. We bind you and we banish you. Get out of the person. Get out of the room. Off the premises. We commit you to the dry places in the authority of Jesus. Now, while that may have seemed absurd, the ministry of Jesus was considered absurd. But it worked. It worked. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm going to sneak out. How's everyone doing? Okay. Yes. We do not want to leave here without being freshly filled with the Holy Spirit. That's vital. Jesus said, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he, the spirit walks through dry places, seeking rest, finding none. So he comes back to the same house from whence he was cast out. And if he finds it empty, swept, garnished, that is unprotected, he not only will come back in, but he brings in with him seven more demons, wicked than himself. And the last estate of that person is worse than the first. I think we need hands-on for this. What... I want to do, um, Rick and I, we're going to have you file by. We do not even need worship or singing at this point. We're going to have you come out this side over here and go back to yours. No, we'll start over here. Come out this way and or out this way and go down the center aisle. Rotate that way. And then you come this way and down the center aisle. God bless you to come. Let's stand. <clears throat>